there was an event that happened now some 2,000 years ago that so changed the world that probably without this instant of the birth of the incoming of one who was called Jeshua ben Joseph and later anglicized to Jesus, most things in our lives today would have a different posture and a different appearance. We obviously would have forms of religion, but we wouldn't have the one who's about whose life about 33% of the population use as the basis for their religious beliefs. Many things would be different. We could speculate that the scientific achievements of our planet would probably be further ahead without the narrow interpretation of religion that was endorsed by the then only voice for Christianity. The Dark Ages might not have existed and people like Galileo and others would not be intimidated or worse by their scientific findings. On the other side of the coin, things would be very different, had throughout the ages, and I have to add in my very humble opinion, if that's possible, the interpretation of his life and message had it not been hijacked, misunderstood, and manipulated. But we can never be too critical because consciousness was exposed to someone who has the equivalent awareness of quantum mechanics and beyond, and all they could do was interpret through their own understanding. I'm not sure what makes an incoming spirit, a soul to rise above mediocrity and become uh, a Galileo or many other points of reference with a message that was accepted by the peers, by their peers of their time, and then endured through time. I only know that in all probability they came in with great focus and great sense of purpose and add as that then they took that energy and allowed it to be expressed through them. Jesus was born without a doubt. The earliest writings of, of him would be in the, in the writings of the Apostle Paul and Paul had access to many eyewitnesses who could recite stories of Jesus far more accurately than the writers of the Gospels which appeared many, many years after Jesus' entrance into physicality. Paul accepted his focus not of telling the story of Jesus' life, but of commentary about his life. And we all are aware of the traditional message of Christmas as seen throughout the years. And we can word it in many different ways, but God saw the human race apparently in great need and uh, sent, according to scripture, the archangel Gabriel to announce to Mary, who was betrothed to Joseph, meaning not yet married, that she was pregnant because of an act of the Holy Spirit, for she had found favor with God and was to be singled out in the eyes of very conservative Christians, the mother of God himself, who would abide in Jesus as Jesus. I have heard more than one woman make the comment, I hope I am not that, that favored in God's sight. However, be that as it may. Then just prior to the birth of Jesus, Mary and Joseph made the trek from Nazareth in the north to Bethlehem in the south because of an edict that everyone should return to their ancestral home and be registered and taxed. And because Joseph could trace his lineage to David, King David, which, by the way, if you extrapolated this, King David probably had many wives and, you know, the proliferation of families. 
it would be well over a million people who could then trace their lineage back to David who would have to come to Bethlehem. Well, that wouldn't have been possible, would it? So on the back of a donkey, a very pregnant woman made the 70-plus mile trip. And the additional sharing of the Christmas story takes all the players, the Magi, their gifts, shepherds, angels, cave stable, Herod, and more, and without a question or even a raised eyebrow, condenses them into what appears to be a short 36-hour span. And the fact that the two Gospels upon which our Christmas story is based, Matthew and Luke, it wasn't written until 60 or 70 years after the birth of Jesus. And that is often overlooked as well. The interpretation is often told that goes on and tells us that Jesus, who in some instances they say is, a very, is very God itself, that this mission was to be an intercessory between mankind and God or Jesus, and it gets rather murky here at this point, convoluted, and that only by some act of human um, declaration of this being a part of someone's life is it possible for someone to not be a part of a very warm place in their future. There are many shades of variation, of course, of this story, but the major emphasis is looking backward to what took place and not to question what the story of the first Christmas evolved into. And usually a literal thought of the second coming is involved as well. What did take place? Certainly something. One of the early explorers who came upon the Grand Canyon penciled in his log, I don't know exactly what happened here, but something did. <laughs> Jesus was born. An incoming being uh, who was obviously eager to hit the ground running with an agenda and a focus was born to Mary and Joseph. A virgin birth? Well, I don't think so. And biblical scholars have traced the addition of this happening in, to somewhere in the first century. But if this serves someone, I would never debate that issue. In my thinking, though, he came in to show how to allow laws and principles that are behind all things to work better in one's life, not to initially set one of them aside. What above all the other trappings surround his birth? Some, I believe, have embellished with literary license and others injected different things because it helped the story to be remembered. But something happened. A baby was born, and because of the incoming soul, or perhaps better put, without this particular incoming soul, things would be markedly different. Unity's understanding, as I'm sure many know and are aware of, is to see the life and teachings of Jesus as example and not as exception. Over the years, the exception idea was promulgated by people whose really God idea hadn't grown that much out of a God of superstition and certainly anthropomorphic qualities. Somehow there is ingrained in many the thought that there is but one who somehow has been singled out to carry the banner for the activity of the infinite, and in Christianity, it is, of course, Jesus. But now the Muslims feel just as strongly, even if not more so, about Muhammad. And of course, there are others. Not really able to formulate a workable illustration, but there is one presence, one power, 
God source energy, or by whatever name you care to choose it. One presence, one power, and all creation is the experience of that energy extending itself outward through the myriad of frequencies and energies and dimensions. And through this process, even this God source energy itself expands and becomes greater. And knowing all of this, Jesus quoted the 82nd Psalm and said, Is it not written in your own scripture, you are God's? So if you like that understanding that is present in some Christmas stories, yes, God was born and called Jesus some 2,000 years ago. But God was also born and called the name that you are using whenever your birth took place as well. The only begotten that God gave was and is the idea of extension and expansion that takes place with form, with people, with unlimited examples of life, within unlimited examples of life, within a universe that the more we see, the more we discover. And the writer of the words of God giving his only son, he could only use the words of his limited understanding trying to wrap his mind around a thought that was beyond him to comprehend. However, human consciousness is wont to interpret spiritual things within a framework of unworthiness and sinfulness. Hence we are drawn into the vision of Jesus as Savior and humankind as the unworthy recipients of this gift. Friends, I trust you know that you do not need saving. You have never been lost. You do not need anything to be undone, for you are that very essence of pure being itself. You are the eternal chalice. You are that activity that is the very essence of what we call God's source energy. And more, should you ever make the choice to do so, I am sure at some future moment, in some form of physicality, in some dimension of exploration, you could also serve the purpose of a catalytic consciousness to jumpstart a receptive race. Remember, if it has come down to us in an accurate fashion, Jesus said that there was much he could tell us, but that we would not have a point of reference, we didn't have a point of reference to understand it. His actual quoted words were, you couldn't bear it. We would more deeply approach it from a growing understanding of awakening to the God source energy that we are, that is us. And if anything, allow the historical spark that Jesus served to again ignite a level of our awareness of who and what we truly are and internalize the promise that the process behind what Jesus was able to do and be and accomplish is also at our fingertips. Why? Because the same God source that expressed and expresses through Jesus is the only energy and it's what we are using as well. We all give creative direction to this energy, and we're doing it all the time. Energy, right now, our lives are our own creations. To not believe this is to yet accept stuff that was taught by many who spoke from a lesser understanding. To not believe this is to seek to live in a diminished posture that doesn't serve us. In this life experience and where we are right now, where we find ourselves, we can allegorically tread water, so to speak, 
or swim toward greater depths of understanding and manifest doing. It's okay to tread water, for in truth, we are an eternal part of an eternal journey, and therefore we really can never get it wrong because we never get it done. But it is so much more exciting, I believe, as we ingest the ability to consciously, truly know and accept our innate capacity for being the creators of our own life, to do it consciously, not by a knee-jerk response to what is taking place around us. And the idea that is Christmas, for it is an idea that contains within it the element of a birthing within our minds and hearts toward deeper awareness, can be the medium for making inroads into this part of our journey. It's all around us. Its magic is everywhere. And yet, there is a sign I have seen, actually two of them. And one of them was understandable. And it said, Jesus is the reason for the season. And then, not too far away, there was another marquee on another church that gave the uplifting comment, born to die. Yeah, yeah. The trap of mixing the birth of an idea with the traditional vision of the crucifixion. They are apples and oranges, and they do not belong. Expression of the same energy that expressed through Jesus, I too am the holy, beloved, and wonderful expression of God. Can we catch the understanding that we are all a part of the journey of unfolding life together? That at different parts in the segment of the unfolding journey of different time frames, people serve sometimes as and in the capacity to show what they know to be true, but what they are showing to be true is the same truth that is within us and that is within each and every person and that is theirs to do at that moment because they have made the choice to do so. Others make the choice to do many other things in life and each one is right as it should be. But there is but one energy, one source and what Jesus was able to draw upon is that same source that is ours to draw upon too and to then let it manifest in our own unique way for we are as Jesus is and was the same holy beloved and wonderful expression of M the eternal expression of the same energy that expressed through Jesus I too am the holy beloved and wonderful expression of God and I need to also be aware that if I affirm this for myself, I must also affirm it for everyone else upon this planet. Without exception, I cannot keep what I cannot give away in consciousness. I will always be who I am, but I sort of fritter away my awareness of it if I refuse to share it with each and all.